Hello, my name is Elle, and this is a transgender woman talking. Today I want to talk about going out to coffee with some girls today. I got to spend a wonderful morning with great conversation with a couple of women who I knew from my previous life. Um, you know, I think I've mentioned before that I was a pastor. I was a Christian pastor. And in many ways, I still identify as a pastor. I still have that uh, sense of calling in my soul to help guide people through life. Um, but of course, when I came out as transgender, um, I was no longer uh, able to keep working, at least in the same uh, vocation at the same church. And um, so... I went to coffee with a couple of women who are from my old church, and it was wonderful. And they are people who've been uh, kind and uh, accepting and encouraging to me um, in uh, the year since I came out. So this wasn't the first time that I talked with them. But, you know, thinking about uh, the wonderful time that we had together and thinking about these relationships that I still have from a long time ago, uh, it led me to think about uh, the many people that I no longer have connections with um, here on the other side of transition. And, uh, you know, maybe as a pastor, uh, this is particularly highlighted um, because I had exposure to a lot of people uh, professionally, you know, um, I was a pastor of a very large church on a university campus in Washington State, a Christian college, and um, we had many, many uh, hundreds of members, and um, often it was not uncommon for us to have more than a thousand people attending on a given week. Um, and so I crossed paths with a lot of folks, and I have a lot of acquaintances and a lot of relationships, and some of those are more professional, and others of those are uh, more personal. But then even when I moved here to California, uh, the church was smaller in size, but still large. We had a big pastoral staff team. Um, again, hundreds of people coming to church every week. Um, and, you know, um, when I came out as trans, um, I changed my phone number, kept my email address, kept my website the same, kept all of my social media the same, but I did change my uh, telephone number. Um, and, you know, it was kind of a little bit jarring, honestly, how people that I had interacted with on a regular basis um, just disappeared. Or uh, perhaps people who I'd interacted with regularly or who I considered myself to be friends with um, from my uh, life back up in Washington State. See, I've only been moved to California for three years when I came out. Um, many, many, many of them disappeared. And uh, a great number of uh, friends and family members, um, acquaintances, uh, former colleagues, uh, I just didn't hear anything from. And, you know, when I came out, I did it kind of in waves. And for me, it was most comfortable to send out 
uh, a letter that I had written. So I prepared a letter. Um, and as it happened, I ended up publishing the letter on my website. Um, but at least at first, it was a very private link. And so, uh, and it was password protected. And so you had to have the link from me and the password in order to read it. So it was very private, but it was such that I felt like I had more control over it as opposed to, um, you know, sending a text email out um, because I wasn't totally sure what would happen with that dialogue. Um, I wasn't totally sure if people would honor um, my request for confidentiality. And as it turned out, uh, there were quite a few who did not. Um, and so I felt like putting it as a link on my website, see, I could change the password at any time, which would restrict access. Um, and uh, I could change the link at any time. I could delete it and start a new page at any time. It gave me a lot more control over um, the messaging, which felt important to me. And um, so I sent it out in waves, right? I sent it to people who were close to me. I sent it to family members and just gradually. And, you know, I had a friend that gave me some advice early on that said, you need to make sure you have easy wins, uh, at the beginning when you're coming out, when you're, when you're first starting to come out, come out to people who you uh, reasonably expect will be kind and empathetic and accepting of you, um, you know, because otherwise, you know, your confidence can get really trashed really quick. And you might end up making a decision based on uh, negative reactions that isn't true to your own soul but that sort of slips back into old patterns. And that had very much been my life, you know. Um, I was well aware of my thoughts about being uh, transgender, my thoughts about wishing to have been born a girl, my uh, jealousies about different aspects of female roles in, in our culture. I was well aware of those things. And I was well aware of my uh, need for hiding those, for keeping those quiet and private, um, for keeping those hidden, because I knew how people were likely to respond when they heard that information. And, and you know, for a long time, for most of my life, I thought that I could be content. You know, that was sort of my internal uh, dialogue or my internal monologue. I can be content. I can enjoy being a man. I can do this. Um, even though I, I know I'm not really one, even though I know I don't fit in, even though I, I'm very clear that, that if I could go back and be born again, I would be born um, female and, and be assigned uh, a girl. Um, I, I'm very clear about those things, but none of those are going to happen. And so I can learn to, to sort of buckle down. Um, and that's kind of been my MO to sort of push aside my own needs uh, in order to keep the peace. And um, and so I came out to people that I, that I thought would be accepting first and then slowly expanded that circle. Well, you know, ultimately I sent my little letter to people who I kind of predicted would not um, be accepting, but I wanted to send it to them directly as, um, as an act of respect right? You know, these are people that I'd had a long relationship with. These are people that I knew well. Uh, these are people that I worked worked with or had relationships with. 
And I wanted to at least give them the dignity of hearing those things directly from me before I put it out widely on social media. And so I did that. And, you know, like I said, what's been astonishing to me is that a great many of them have disappeared. You know, the the ladies that I, um, you know, met with today, I heard, you know, kind messages back from. um, Definitely at least one of them I did. Um, And... It's, it was beautiful, but there's a wide array of folks that I just heard nothing from. They just disappeared. I mean, there were those few choice ones that sent me nasty grams that, you know, I had one person that wrote me a letter and said, we all have problems. You're being crazy. This is nuts. Everyone has problems and we need to deal with those problems. And it was like, I'm so appalled that you are a medical professional. And that you don't see that my choice to transition is a very diligent, careful, well thought out, terrifying choice to take care of myself, to deal with my problems. I recently was talking to someone who, uh, you know, let me know about uh, some of these past people from my life. And, and let me know uh, some of the reasons why I haven't heard from them, which was uh, a little bit scary to hear about um, and also uh, really sad, painful, and also kind of clarifying and edifying. You know, um, eight months ago or even six months ago, I'm not sure if I would have been ready to hear these, um, you know, rationale for why uh, certain people fell off the face of the earth and I haven't talked to since. Um, But now I am. And I heard uh, from this person an explanation. um, And I'm I'm trying to be very careful. I I really don't want to reveal um, specific names or situations. But I heard through this grapevine that that one person expressed that when they read my letter, uh, they felt betrayed and judged by me. Like they read my letter and they felt, oh, what a what a judgmental asshole! They're gonna transition and they're gonna do it whether or not I approve of them. What a piece of shit! That was essentially. Uh, the message that came through that that somehow by by me deciding uh, to transition, I guess by me deciding and not involving them in it somehow, not asking them their opinion, not somehow uh, involving them in any way that this was a, a massive betrayal from their perspective. And they responded by cutting off all communication not responding whatsoever. You know, another person uh, responded similarly, uh, except for they they reported to me that they had already heard from someone else I had sent the letter to. I mentioned that there are some people that didn't honor my request for confidentiality and instead immediately uh, took screenshots and sent this letter all over the place. So I had one person say, oh yeah, we already know. Good luck. And that was it. And I didn't hear 
from them again. That was all. I heard um, uh, from this person that, that there was one one individual who still never contacted me who was uh, uh, who was apparently crying, saying that they they were afraid that I was having a nervous breakdown, that I was losing my mind. But they, did they ever contact me? Did they ever say a single word to me? No. They all disappeared. Another person uh, told um, uh, this loved one of mine, we love Chris. We love him. And, you know, my dead name is Chris. My pronouns are she and her. I'm a transgender woman. My name is L. They say, we love Chris. And, you know, like, I, I guess there's a part of me that understands how people had a relationship with this person that they knew as Chris and how by my transitioning, that relationship would necessarily need to change. But I also think that um, there's a, a big degree to which that shift is overblown in people's minds. And, you know, this is a new part of me that I'd never shared before. And so it is something that that if you're going to stay in relationship with me, you're going to have to wrap your head around. But at the same time, ultimately, I'm the same exact person with all the same experiences, the same sense of humor, the same um, skills and talents and insights. I'm the same person. You know, in a lot of ways, these kinds of responses, you know, this like weird defensive, you betrayed us, you betrayed me, I am feel judged from you, why wouldn't you talk to us, we all have problems, what are you doing? To me, these sorts of responses that I've heard people have had through the, through the grapevine, because again, I haven't heard from any of these people directly, for me, it comes across as like the ultimate gaslighting. We don't believe you, and it was you that rejected us when you came out of the closet. We're not rejecting you. We're not judging you. We're not transphobic. We're not homophobic. It's you that are being intolerant by having the audacity to exist. And you know what's funny is I predicted this. <laughs> like, I knew that this would happen. I knew that this would be part of my experience. I knew that this was going to happen. It's part of why it took me so goddamn long to come out. I knew you were going to do this. I knew you would lose your minds. And yet I still came out. And yet I still faced it. And, you know, honestly, maybe that's kind of the, this, you know, interplay that's happening. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe that's, uh, you know, what's happening here. This, this counter transference somehow where, where these people who have disappeared from my life, they sensed that, that I knew that they were going to be judgmental. They sensed that I believed that they were going to be awful. And that that's part of why I waited so long. Maybe in their souls they sensed the truth, and that's why they felt judged. And, you know, 
I guess in that respect, there's some truth to it. You know, my letter, having someone that they loved and respected prior to that, come out as transgender, it forced them to face their own transphobia and homophobia because they knew me as a professional. They knew me as a, a leader. They knew me as someone who was kind and empathetic and understanding and, and long-suffering. They knew me as someone who was not uh, an addict. They knew me as someone who was well-adjusted and with with a stable life and a stable family. And they went from having a relationship with me to cutting me the fuck off purely, purely because I was transgender. And perhaps before being faced with this letter, they were able to sort of live in their narcissistic denial before that they really weren't homophobic and they really weren't transphobic. But all of a sudden, when reading my letter and, and experiencing the kinds of feelings they were feeling about me, it brought up for themselves the reality that they were homophobes, that they were transphobic, that they were bigoted people, and it doesn't feel good to feel like a bigoted person. And so you might as well double down and reject the trans person altogether and say, no, 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 it was you. It was you. You were judging us by existing in the world. You know what I wish they had done? I wish they would have believed me. I wish you would have believed me. I wish you would have listened to what I had to say. I wish you would have looked at the bigger picture and looked at how absolutely terrifying it was to own up to my own truth, knowing what would happen to me, knowing what would happen to my career, knowing the possibility of what would happen to all these relationships of people that I thought loved me, and I still told the truth. And I wish you could tell the truth about yourself. To be honest about your transphobic, uh, cis-sexist misogyny, and to grow from it. You know, next week uh, on the podcast, I'm going to talk about things I said as a pastor, some of the things that I went through as I deconstructed. I'm going to talk a little bit about my own transphobia, because you better believe it. It's not just my friends and family who ghosted me who are transphobic. It's me, and it's you, and we all get a chance to deal with it. This has been a transgender woman talking, and Again, my name is L, and I will be back with you again next Monday for another conversation. If you like the show, if you appreciate this uh, conversation that is so simple uh, and uber, uber uh, underproduced, reach out and let me know. Write a review to the show. I would appreciate it. I see a few of you out there who are listening. Um, thanks for doing that. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful day. and. Uh, 
take care of yourself.